Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome our first A-team guest, Lakin Demande, who's uh, joining us from the National Liquor Traders, Trade Association. Lucky, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia, and good evening, good evening to FFM listeners at home. Well, uh, today, uh, well, this evening, in fact, a couple of hours ago, our president has announced that we are now on adjusted alert level one due to the fact that um, the COVID-19 you know, uh, infections and deaths are really coming down and vaccinations are clearly making a big impact on this. However, I'm sure you as the Liquor Association and restaurants and bars alike are jubilating because of these uh, new, this new level that we've been adjusted to. Uh, look, we, we, we welcome the, the announcement by the president to really allow the alcohol industry to be able to pick up uh, the pieces more especially with regards to the sectors that were the hardest hit, uh, the restaurant sector, as well as the retail sectors, which were up to the 12th of September, were only operating for four days. And from the 12th of September, they were given a reprieve by an extra day. Uh, so it's, it's a welcome relief for those two sectors particularly. Uh, if you look at the tavern space, um, we've been operating over a seven-day period. Uh, albeit we're closing an hour early at 10 o'clock as per the regulation. So we, we are happy with that. But I think the worry for us is, is the continuing trend that alcohol industry is always targeted, uh, you know, uh, for, for these bans. And if you look at the fact that, you know, the, the alcohol industry has been open uh, somewhat, the, the on-premise channel uh, for the past six weeks, and we've been seeing the numbers declining, really tells you that, you know, alcohol has not been catched to, to the rising number of cases. However, we do accept the issue around trauma. You know, that when people are misbehaving, obviously, then bad things are going to happen. So it really is not a solution. In fact, it's a blunt object uh, uh, to really ban alcohol, to want to achieve uh, a solution in fighting against COVID-19. We've been subjected now almost to 24 weeks of bans. And there is talk now that, you know, a fourth wave is coming in December. And the questions that we've been asking ourselves is, what have we learned in the three waves that we've gone through as the alcohol industry and with government so that we can mitigate against, you know, the, the, the strenuous effect of what these bans do on the industry. And what is it that we can do to avoid, you know, the fourth wave? What role and responsibility do we need to take as an industry in partnership with government to make sure that, you know, we, we do not have to go through a fourth wave because we know what the fourth wave does to us. It destroys jobs, destroys livelihoods, it actually even destroys families. So we, we're looking for, for solution from government, but I don't think it will be coming anytime soon because... They still refuse to meet with us. But uh, clearly, this much-needed adjustment to alert level one is going to make a difference in the industry, um, even though you have not had you know, the audience of, of those that you desire to have an audience with. My, my, my question is, with this alert level one adjustment for us as South Africans, what is your um, message to those who are consumers of alcohol, because we know that last year in December, um, you know, we really had nothing, no alcohol sales on and off site. And it was accounted for by saying, well, you've seen the hospitals were empty, it, less car accidents. So clearly the spread of COVID-19 is also going to be curbed. So we don't want to get there again, even though there's a prediction of a fourth wave in December. What is your message? 
we need to be careful by not falling into that PR trap that the mm. government has set up for Barra. Barra was not aimed. You can go ask anyone who works at Barra. That was a PR exercise by government, which we have since proven. But uh, be that as it may, the point is, alcohol doesn't cause COVID-19. And out of the 85 countries that have had a Delta variant, we are the only country that has banned alcohol as a measure to fight COVID-19. So we're an anomaly. Nothing makes us special about this. We are, if you look at our unemployment rate, we're sitting at about 44%. We are the highest in the world. So nothing makes us special about coming up with options or measures that doesn't seek to even support government's own intended economic aspirations. So if anything, government is coming up with solutions that seek to destroy the lives and livelihoods of our people, and we fully reject that. But what we're saying is that we need to create certainty in the alcohol sector. But government is not helping with that because anything that happens uh, with COVID, we are the first scapegoat. We are the most affected sector in the country in terms of uh, having to suffer restrictions. But we feel that you know, government needs to come to the party. It's about time. They need to stop with this arrogance of not wanting to talk to us. Uh, this is not going to go on forever. Uh, we'll find ways and means to make them want to sit with us, uh, whatever that is. Uh, but whatever has been happening, it should not be allowed to happen. And even that the fourth wave that is muted for, for December, uh, you know, if government continues in this trajectory of not wanting to talk to us, they'll find themselves implementing this ban on their own without us participating in it. Sure. And if you're saying that it's not norm around every other country in the world that has been hit by the Delta variant to have alcohol sales prohibited or even limited the way we have experienced in South Africa, when you do, if you do get the audience with government, what will your stance be to make them do what is being done across the globe? I think the biggest problem we have uh, as a country, especially in our economic recovery effort, uh, as it pertains to the alcohol industry, is the missing minister uh, of uh, DTIC, who is supposed to be the responsible minister for for, for the alcohol sector, alcohol industry. Uh, That gentleman has not been seen in the past 18 months. He has never met with anyone in the alcohol industry. He only appears in events where there's ribbon cutting. He's not interested in taking the country forward. And and, and part of our week, we're having a challenge right on the 12th of October in, in Pretoria. And, and part of the call that we're going to make on that day is that he needs to be removed. It's very useless. We're not doing anything to take the country forward. Uh, we feel that we need a competent minister in that position. If we are to get out of uh, the quagmire that we find ourselves in as a country, if we are to create opportunities that is going to allow our people to get employment, we really need to start uh, taking the issue of having a competent economic minister in place so that we can move forward. For us, we feel that you know, government uh, treats us with disdain. We, we are treated as if we do not matter. The president continues to make uh, pronouncements uh, that he is going to support small businesses, is going to waiver the license fees that uh, are, are required for these businesses to operate. But when you look at the fine print, the alcohol industry, the taverns, you know, those, you know, the, the engines of the township economy, we are excluded. In fact, we cannot even go to uh, the CEDA, the CFAS, which are government uh, funds, funding agencies, for small business, we are excluded from anything that government does to support small businesses on a basis that we chose alcohol as, as, as a product that we wanted to sell to support our families. So this cannot be allowed to happen. And we are going to confront this. Here's a message from Anonymous in Zerus who says, Good evening, says Pat and the team. So basically what our Honorable President is saying is that the difference between Level 3 and 1 is three hours. Level 3 was 
uh, 9 o'clock. Uh, level 2 was then set at 10 o'clock. Now, a very bold level 1 is at 11. As a consumer of our beverages, I'm not so impressed. We deserve a normal trading hour, uh, 10 until 2 a.m. on the weekends. Woo! Well, just a correction there. As far as I, as far as I understand, uh, this is not uh, the case. Adjusted level one, we are permitted from midnight. Uh, so curfew starts at 12 a.m. up until 4 a.m. So Anonymous and Zeros get that fact right. But what's your take on this? Because those who are consuming uh, beverages, uh, you know, whether at a restaurant or at home, are, are also quite frustrated. I mean, we remember how it was when cigarettes were banned and there was a whole you know, hoo-ha in the courts in order to get that overruled. Do you feel that uh, community and uh, consumers of your beverages and patriots of your restaurants and taverns should come together and also open up some, uh, you know, a case alongside what you have been punting to government? Yeah, look, so we, we, we as National Legal Traders, we, we do not think that, uh, you know, uh, Going the, the, the legal route is the way to go. Uh, we feel that we need to engage. I mean, if government doesn't want to listen to us, we need to keep pushing until they sit with us, and, and, and we'll find ways and means to make them sit with us. Uh, but if you look at how government has been treating, especially the alcohol industry, we've been treated like kids. Decisions have been taken for us uh, without us, without even due consideration of the losses that we had to suffer as a result of the decisions that government has been taking. The alcohol sector, uh, the tavern space, for example, has not received a single fund from government since the advent of lockdowns. When all other sectors have been receiving uh, funding from government, we have not been able to, uh, to, 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 to get that. So that's what makes us feel that, you know, we, 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 we are treated as if we do not matter. Uh, it's only during the election time where we see even these politicians visiting our taverns asking for votes. And this time around we're saying, no, we're not going to fall for that. Uh, we do not stand for politics, but we stand for supporting our families. And it means that you know, we have to be active in, in, in the political space. We're going to do so, but we're not going to allow this president specifically you know, to try with the livelihoods of those that are dependent on the alcohol industry. He needs to make time to meet with us. He always says that you know, he always meets with uh, uh, religious leaders uh, as well as traditional leaders. And he does not meet with us. So it seems like he chooses who he wants to meet with uh, based on how he wants to build his credibility in the country. But we've got news for him. We feel that he's got no record or no legacy to talk about that talks to you know, the upliftment of black people in this country, especially the small black-owned businesses that are left to fend for themselves. Mm. On that note, I want to thank you uh, for joining us, Lucky. Um, and uh, we've heard you loud and clearly. Please do let us know once you get the audience with government and the relevant uh, um, stakeholders who you'd like to engage with and tell us if there's been any progress there. And hopefully it will happen before the fourth wave that has been predicted. It will be a miracle, but I'll keep you updated. Thank you very much. Let's uh, hope for miracles. That's what we live for. A-teamers, it's uh, 29 minutes after 10. We are going to get into a conversation that I feel is quite important. The role that present fathers play in building their daughter's conversation. This conversation is going to be uh, in building their daughter's confidence. So this conversation is going to be with Ndlandla Shezi, who's an author. He has written two books, The Tree Parables and a Dad and Daughter's Conversation. It's going to be an interesting one. Just a reminder that at 11 o'clock, we go to Mudubi Mahalimela with the final news bulletin. And straight after that, it's Closet Conversation. Jackie Pamodze is joining us. You, as an A-teamer, join in on this conversation. Are you a father that is raising your daughters? 
And how important do you feel that your role is in making sure that your daughter is confident? Or are you a daughter who has been raised without a father? How has this impacted on you? How do you feel that things could have changed if your father was present in your life? Let's have this conversation so that we can build a better nation. 011-714-2006 is the number that you can dial to interact with us. Or you can WhatsApp 0614 104 107.